Hey, you're listening to City Lift Church's podcast. We hope today's message fuels you with courage for your journey. Here's today's message. Okay, so about a year ago, I was uh, waking up from my uh, nighttime sleep, whatever, waking up in the morning. And uh, you ever been in that stage where you're like kind of awake and kind of asleep? You know what I'm talking about? Like that middle ground. And, and so it, it's funny. I do the funniest things when I'm in the middle ground of awake and asleep. And one time in high school, I remember I was like, I don't know why I'm telling you this story. It's so embarrassing. But I was like, like my, my arm fell asleep. You ever had like your arm or leg fall asleep while you're sleeping? You know? And like so my arm is totally like asleep. And, and I'm like, I can't tell if I'm dreaming or awake or whatever. And in my brain, like I was like, okay, like my arm should be up here because I'm moving it. But, you know, when your arm's asleep, it can't actually move. So in my head, and again, I'm, I'm like in and out of it. My head's like it's up here. And so I'm like trying to find my arm with my other arm. And I'm like, where the heck is my arm? And then, and all of a sudden, like I feel it like down here and it's like ice cold. And again, don't judge me too hard. I'm in and out of sleep, right? And I'm like, did my arm fall off? Like, I'm like 13 years old, right, or whatever, 14, and I'm just like, where's my arm? And then I'm like, oh, my God, like, just like that, that kind of phase, right, where you're like, you can't tell if it's a dream or reality, and you're not all the way there. So, so about a year ago, uh, I was sleeping, and uh, I hear this noise, kind of like this, like, scratch, 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 you know, moving around, scratch, 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 and, and, and so, and I can't tell if I'm dreaming or if I'm awake, and so I'm like, what the heck is going on, you know? And it's like I hear this like. And, and so like I'm waking up a little bit more, a little bit more, and I'm like, oh, that's such a weird noise, right? And I, and I hear it like distinctively now. So now like I'm, I'm starting to wake up, and I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm hearing something. And, 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 and the first thought is you're like, is this thing like right above my head, like whatever this is? And, and now I'm realizing like, yo, there's, there's something like, like for real. And so I'm like, is it like in the room? Is it like coming out of the vent? Like, like what is it, right? And so like any grown man, I call the exterminator, right? Like I'm, like, I'm not going after that thing, whatever it is. And it wasn't in the room, but I was like, I got something crawling somewhere. And uh, sure enough, man, we had rats in the attic. We had some rats up in our attic. And that's what I was saying. He was crawling around. And rats are disgusting, man. They have too many babies. They like eat each other. It's just gross. And so... We're like killing this rat and, and setting traps and spraying and whatever else. And he cleaned up other dead rats. And I was like completely and totally grossed out, right, from, from, the, from these rats. And I'm like, all right, dude, this is, this is not cool. And, and, and the thing is, is like none of us really want rats in our garage. None of us really want rats in our attic. We definitely don't want rats in our bedroom. Can I get an amen? Everybody agrees with me. Like we're not... You know, in South Florida, unfortunately, we have a lot of rats, right? We have a lot of rats. We have a lot of spiders. We have a lot of snakes. All these things I don't really like. I, I, I saw like an eight-foot, nine-foot alligator in my pond the other day, you know? And I was like, dude, I got a picture of it. I'll show you, show you after service today. Like we got all these things that will like kill you in South Florida. You ever notice that as the weather gets nicer, like the animals get nastier? I'm like, what the heck? Why can't it just be nice all the way around? And so anyway, I was like, all right, I got rats in the attic. We had to call the exterminator. We got to kill it. We got to get rid of it. Here's the thing is, is we would all agree that we don't want rats in our attic, in our rooms, or whatever. But so often we let rats run in our mind, these really awful thoughts. 
we let these rats run and run and run in our mind, all these very negative, very self-defeating things, things that we wouldn't tell a friend or a loved one or whatever, but we'll, we'll let it take the space in our mind all day long. You know, it, you would never rent your room to a rat, right? Like, you wouldn't. They don't pay rent, right? They, they make a mess. They leave moldy cheese everywhere, right? They Way too many babies. I mean, it's just they're disgusting. You would never rent one of your rooms to a rat. But why do we mentally rent so much of our mental space to rats? Why do we give so much of our minds to negativity and to self-defeating thoughts? Why do we rent our mind out to the enemy so readily when God has something to say to us and about us, right? And so this series today is just kind of like an intro on this topic. And I want to explore why, why we do this a little bit. What are some trip-ups with this? And then what does God's word actually say about our mental health? Mental health, and, and I think it's a good thing, has been, has been the topic of like a lot of stuff recently. And I think we need to talk about mental health. Just because just like our bodies can get sick, man, our minds can get sick. And, and so, and so we, I think we all need it. And I think at different times in our life, you know, we probably struggle with discouragement or depression or or like really self-defeating negative thoughts, or, or maybe something, you know, something somewhere else, where it's like, man, our mind is not healthy. We're not thinking right. We're not thinking line with God's word. And man, I just I'm having a hard time getting up in the morning now. So how do we combat this? What does God's word say about it? And we're gonna go over that really quick. So, Gary, can we go to that first scripture, man? And we can go ahead and pull this up. We're gonna read this together. Got a few verses I, I really want us to look at, focus on. And man, today, today is a note-taking day, okay? I'm gonna teach half this message, and today is a note-taking day. And Again, blessed are the note-takers, for they will inherit eternal life. So you gotta, you got to take notes. It says in Romans 14, 17, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So, first of all, they're saying the kingdom of God is not an outward thing. It's an inward thing. We get saved, the Holy Spirit moves in, and he's beginning to build this crazy thing called the kingdom of God. As God builds it in me, as God builds it in you, the kingdom of God expands across the earth, right? And, and so, so he's saying, listen, it's, it's not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy. Watch this. Joy is one-third of the kingdom. Why are no believers living in joy? You know how rare joy is? You know, right now on the earth we have a helium shortage, Birthday balloons are going to be a thing of the past here pretty soon. We have like a total helium shortage on the earth. We got it all over the universe. We don't have a lot of it on the earth. Joy is in shortage in the kingdom of God right now. It just is. I don't see a lot of people living in joy. The other thing, joy and peace, right? Let me just pick on two. Peace. I don't see a lot of peace. I don't see a lot of peace in people, and I, and I don't see a lot of peace in believers either. Peace and joy, two-thirds of the kingdom. Let, let, me, let me go on to the next one here. Just some thoughts I want to put on our minds today. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Forbearance or patience or going through it. Kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Let's just stop right there. Love, joy, peace. Let me, let me pick on that. There, there it is, peace and joy. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of me. He's actually producing it. Why, why aren't we living in it? Okay, I got, I got some thoughts on that. Here we go. Hit the next one for me. And then I will, we'll wrap it up with this. Philippians 4, 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, right, pure, lovely, 
admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, that word in the Greek is really a fun word. It's the word logizomai. Okay, I might have mispronounced that, but I did my best. Okay. And it literally means to count, pay attention to, take account of, and it's dealing with reality. It's not like a fictional word. It's saying how much money is in your bank account. That's how much money you can spend before you got to get your Amazon visa out. All right. It's like it's, it's a word that deals with reality. So if I have, I brought these pins out. If I've got, I don't know how many pins there are here in this thing, but and, and I love pins. I buy way too many pins. I got pins all over my house. My dad was like that, and I have like this weird like obsession with buying pens. Anybody like me? Just me? All right, whatever. So if I am like counting pins and I'm like one, two, three, four, like you ever been counting money or something and then maybe a child or a spouse or your sibling or somebody like trying to talk to you and you're like, you're like five, six, and they're like, ah, and you're like, shut up, I'm trying to count, right? Like, like, ah, and then you have to start all over. You ever had that experience? Okay, that's what this word is actually talking about. It, it's like it's like actively put your mind and count these things. And, and what so many of us struggle with is, is we try to begin to count the promises of God and, and we yet get so distracted with the lies of the enemy. And, and Gary, let's jump to that Pastor Craig Rochelle quote because I want to show this to them really fast and then I'm going to jump back and, and, and talk into it. I love this quote from Pastor Craig Rochelle. Our minds are the battleground of the promises of God versus the lies of the enemy. That is so deep. And here's, here's why this is deep. Because emotions follow thoughts. Emotions follow thoughts. In fact, one psychologist, and I love the way they said it, they said events plus thoughts equals emotions. And why is that important? Because it's important because how I consistently think determines how I consistently feel. How I consistently think is how I consistently feel. If my emotions are not in peace or joy or life or, or fun or love, what am I thinking about? The, the, my mind is the battleground of the promises of God versus the lies of the enemy. You ever had God talk to you? You know, and God says something like, hey, I'm going to take care of you. I got you. We're going to get through this. I'm with you. And all of a sudden you're like, <sighs> I feel so good. What happens the next day when you don't have enough money for your cell phone bill? Oh, God, you left me. You know, like, I mean, what am I going to do? Or like the, the rent money is due or you go through something else. And all of a sudden, like, you, you feel all these, like, isn't it funny? Aren't we as people so funny? Like, we take it to, like, DEFCON, like, three so fast, don't we? Like, like, like we, we go through something, and we're like, that's it. My life is over. Got to move back with my parents, you know. Some of you are like, I'm never going to get out of my parents' house or whatever it is. Like, we're, you know, you're like, oh, my God, it's, like, it's over. Like, you know, maybe you have a miscommunication with, with your, your boyfriend and girlfriend. You're like, that's it. It's over. Like, we just take it there so fast, right. We, we, we escalate it so quickly. And, and it's such a struggle for us to, like, keep our mind on the promises of God. So I want to give us three different C's today. Three different C's that we can begin to discipline ourselves, work on ourselves, logizomai ourselves today, and train our mind. Our mind is a muscle just like your bicep is a muscle. And so often we're just passive about the development of our mind, but you can't have a mature believer without having a mature mind. 
You can't have a mature belief without having mature emotions, right? Just can't, you can't, can't do it. So I want to give us three C's today. Uh, and I went with C's because cats eat rats. So I want you to remember that, all right? Cats eat rats. Three C's I want to focus on today um, that I think are going to help us. So if you uh, will turn, uh, come on now. Man, you ever like have an iPad that just will not like, there we go. I got it. Number one, that finally flipped, count. Number one is count. First C is, is count. Count the promises of God. Go ahead and start your day counting God's promises. I have a journal, and in my journal, I have about 12 things that I say over myself from the Bible, things that I do. I brush my teeth, I look at myself in the mirror, I go grab my journal, and I speak and say and think about these things. Because here's the thing, God will talk to you about something, but you may not see it for like five years. You may not see it for two years. And how many of you know life is very, very painful? And the thing about pain is pain distracts us fast, doesn't it? Like pain distracts us fast. Disappointment distracts us fast. Lack of money distracts us fast, right? Struggles distract us fast. I don't want that to be the anchor of my life. I want the word of God to be the anchor of my life. So I, I number one, I see I count the promises of God. I think our mind is much like a garden. And I have to daily plant the right things as I also have to weed the right things. Some of you, if I went into your mind right now, your garden would be a mess. There would be weeds everywhere. There would be wild grass everywhere. There would be no rows of neatness and no calm and no peace and no joy. It's, it's a mess. It's a frantic mess of going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. From worrying about this to worrying about that to being anxious about this to being stressed out about that. That is not the way that God wants your life to go. And God will never get a hold of your life until he first gets a hold of your mind. Right? It begins in the mind. It begins in the mind. Joyce Meyer, Mama Joyce, she wrote a book years ago called The Battlefield of the Mind. I think it's one of the best books when just dealing with our mind. It's a battleground. It's a battlefield. So we got to start that we got to win the victory in here before we can ever win it in our emotions, before we can ever actually win it in real life. Because what happens to us is we'll get so defeated in here, we'll never make a run for the victory out there. We just defeat ourselves. And that's so sad when God has called us victorious. You can't find like, like defeated believers all throughout the Bible. And they went through things, but they weren't defeated. The Bible is very clear. They are the victorious ones. We are the victorious ones, that whoever believes on Christ, right, the faith of God overcomes the things of this world. You can't find, like, Jesus was not this wimpy, defeated little dude, man. He was full of victory. So we want to we emulate this. So number one, we want to count the promises of God. I want my mind to be full of God's promises because when life comes, I actually want something planted there and anchored to my soul. Years ago, I had a friend, and we were out snorkeling, and we were snorkeling in um, Stiltsville. Stiltsville was ruined by a hurricane, I think, in the 90s. So he's got all these, like, houses and businesses sunk under the water. You could snorkel. It was really fun. And, and he said, he goes, listen, the, the current is really strong today. He's like, take this anchor, swim down there, right? And he goes, you better attach that anchor to something really, really strong. You got to tie it around, uh, like, a pillar or something, whatever, coral. Like, you got you to sink that thing in. If you don't, while we're out there swimming, our boat is going to drift away. Right, because the current is pulling on this boat so strong, you got to sink that anchor in there strong. And so I'm like diving down there, right, and I'm like, you know, and I, I, I was like, all right, I got this thing, right. 
and we're, we're, out there, we're out there snorkeling. And thankfully, I did my job right, but I could see how strong the current was. I was like, man, if I didn't sink that thing in there, this boat is gone. If you don't sink the anchor of your mind in the word of God, the world will drift you way away, man. You are going to lose your mind in stress and worry and anxiety. There are more things to be terrified of today than like ever before, right? Twitter and Instagram does not help at all, right? You look at other people's lives on Instagram, you're like, I'm never going to get there. I'm going to die miserable. Like, it's just like, no, you're not. Just calm down. Like, put your mind back in the word of God. Like, like you got to anchor your mind in, in something strong. So we want to count. We want to daily, daily count. Number, number two, the second cat for us is catch. So number one is count the promises of God. Number two is, is catch. Why, you know, again, going back to my rat illustration, I, I heard a rat. I heard a rat scratch. I heard a, a rat walk around. What am I doing? I'm calling the exterminator that morning. I don't want rats in my room. Yet, we as believers will let the lies of the enemy play on repeat in our mind all day, all week, all month long. We like have so much apathy about just letting the enemy tell us what, whatever he wants. Listen, you, you want to weekly pull up the lies of the enemy that don't match the promises of God in your life. Some of you, here's what it is. Have you ever stopped to think about what you're thinking about? Have you ever journaled for a moment your thoughts? Have you ever checked your own mind and emotions and be like, wait a minute, pause. Is this a God thought? Am I allowing God's thoughts in my mind or, or am I not? Am I, am I catching in any, anything? Would I say this to a friend? Would I say it to my spouse? Would I say it over my child? If no, you probably have a rat. If that thought were a friend, would I want to hang out with him or her? If not, you probably have a rat. You probably got something running around your mind that God never wants to be in your mind. I had a great aunt, and she said this. I'll never forget it. She said, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can prevent it from keeping, making a nest in your hair. What is she saying? You can't stop every thought that hits your head, right? But you, you can't stop anxiety when it, when it hits, right? Like you can't always stop stress when it hits. You can't stop an event sometimes. But I do decide how long does it stay in my mind. And for so many of us, guys, I want you to get this this morning. <coughs> Excuse me. For so many of us, we just let Whatever the enemy wants to say about us and to us and in our life and events, we just let it run and run and run. I'm a, I'm a child of the 80s, right? So I grew up on BCR, right, and tapes, right? Like, like my first Christian CD was DC Talk, New Thang, right? Anybody remember that? N-U-T-H-A-N-G, New Thang. I mean, it was, it was great. You would get to the end of that tape and you would go, stop, rewind. Right, remember that? And it would slow down, and it like kind of kick, you know, as the tape got done, and then play again. See, y'all, y'all that have been born in the '90s, you really don't know about that that world. So, my kids don't even know about CDs. It's just download everything. But that was we started like, just hit rewind. So often, we'll play everything the enemy wants to tell us. We'll get out in a hundred different ways. Why haven't we let the promises of God? Instead of thinking about all the ways we could go down, what if we started thinking about all the ways God could take us over? What if our mind was filled with all the promises of God and the ways that God could come through for us instead of all the ways that we could dis destroy this thing or whatever? Why do we do that, right? Why do we do that? It's like it's literally reprogramming our mind. So 
We want to plant daily. We want to pull weekly. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says this. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Are you taking wrong thoughts captive? No one will do this for you. You know, whatever is in your mind does nothing to my emotions, but it forever alters your emotions. Are you capturing wrong thoughts, planting the thoughts of God in your mind? Are you living in that world today? 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. You have the power to run your own mind. You don't have to let rats overtake your mind. You got the power to run and control and manage your own mind. Look at your neighbor. Be like, you got the power. New thing, okay? Like, hit re- like you got the power. Like, you don't have to just let any evil thought run around in your mind, any self-defeating negative thought. Take control of that thing, man. So count. Number two, catch. Number three, calm. Number three, calm. This one is important because we all go through this. It is called the amygdala hijack. You got an amygdala in your brain. You got the neocortex, which is like all the reasoning and the thinking and rational. And you got this thing called an amygdala. And it was there. It's very, very helpful because when our ancestors ran across a big saber-toothed tiger as they were out hunting for deer from their cave, they had to make a decision. Do I fight? Do I flight? Or do I freeze? In other words... Do I throw my spear at this cat and and I try to take him on? Do I run for the woods, up a tree, in the river? Or do I just sit here and like pee my loincloth, you know? And can we just give it up for our ancestors because we hear they all made it, okay? Like that's a good thing. Our ancestors made it. They they defeated that cat. And and, and so so all of a sudden the amygdala, what happens is you you experience a stressor or something that, that causes you fear and anxiety. And the amygdala literally hijacks the neocortex. And the amygdala literally thinks, like literally like split seconds faster than your neocortex ever can. And so what it does, it allows you to act without actually thinking. Which is a good thing when the saber-toothed tiger is coming at you or the woolly mammoth is coming at you. You need to be like, okay, we got to go now or I got to do this now. Like you just react instead of actually think. And so while we don't have woolly mammoths rolling around right now, we have a lot of financial and psychological stressors in the modern world, right? You have a lot of stressors at your job, pressures with money, family, whatever it is, right? Your spouse says something that you thought they meant something else, and in two seconds you got like World War III, right? Like what happened? Your amygdala got hijacked. You thought your spouse was your enemy, right? And you're like, you just went in for it, you know? Or, or maybe you got kids and they did something and all of a sudden you went from like zero to 60 miles an hour of anger and you've had to go back and apologize and be like, I, I didn't actually mean that. I'm sorry. What happened? Your amygdala got hijacked. It literally got hijacked. You can't actually think. You just responded. And here's, here's what happens to so many of us as believers. We're having a nice, calm, peaceful day and our amygdala gets hijacked and now we start beating ourselves up. We'll start thinking all kinds of terrible, self-defeating thoughts. We're never going to make it. You know, when you hear, like, you're never going to make it and you're totally defeated, can I just set something free and say, that is the enemy today, and that is a lie. 
I feel like only two of you agree with that. You know, that's so sad, but I'm going to keep preaching it this month until we all get it. Like when you hear that thought of like you're going down, you're a nobody, you're not going to make it, you're not enough, that's the enemy. God doesn't say that kind of stuff over you. And so, so often our amygdala gets hijacked, and, and what do we do? I mean, first of all, we got to calm down because, listen, I'm going to give you a little knowledge today. The amygdala thinks three seconds faster than your neocortex. Breathe. The next time your spouse says something that you thought they meant to attack you, just breathe. You know, you know what? We know what helps my wife and I a lot is, is I'll say, hey, that sounded a little harsh. Did you mean it? And just that question, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help some marriages this week. Just that question catches it. You know, and, and she gets to think, did I mean it to be that mean? And if I did, I get to apologize right now. Or, like, no, I didn't mean it, you misunderstood me. Can I tell you nine times out of ten when my wife and I fight, and, you know, pastors don't fight, we just have intense fellowship. And so, but like nine times out of ten, it's a misunderstanding. Because one of our amygdalas got hijacked, right? We're under a stressor and then add another stressor and boom, all of a sudden we just freak out. And so I just, just the catchphrase, hey, did you mean it to be like that? And we can calm down and, and, then, and then we work it out. Or, or if I'm with my kids, like just, just breathing for a second and not just reacting. Because I, I, I want to I develop my kids in a way where I don't have to apologize in their 20s for the way that I raised them when they were 5 and 10 years old. Can I get an amen? And that's what you want to be like too, right? Like, and so I got to keep control of, of my amygdala. I just want to breathe. I ask questions. I, I have catchphrases, you know. And, and then the final thing that I do after, after I breathe, I, I, I tell myself, like, wait a minute. Like, I go back to that, that very, very little plant that I planted in my mind. Does this agree with God's word? Even an amygdala hijacked, if I can breathe, if I can calm down, if, if I can ask my spouse, hey, did you mean it like that? Like, let's, let's have, before we just jump on the crazy cycle, let's, let's just talk for a second. And, and then and I'll be like, does what I just experienced in my emotions and the event and what somebody said over me, does it agree with God's word ultimately for my life? Do we go through things in this life? Absolutely. Is your amygdala going to get hijacked? Maybe even this week? Probably. Breathe. Ask a question. Don't just react and fire back. And, and just pause. And, and instead of just jumping on, be like, pause. Does it agree with God's word over my life? This week, here's what I want you to do as a church. I want you to begin to journal. Maybe get a notepad out, and I want you to ask yourself this question. If you're taking notes, please end it with this. What am I thinking about? What in the world am I thinking about? Is it on God's word, or am I letting rats run all over my mind? What does my garden look like? And I want you to go home, talk to your spouse, some of you might be dating somebody, and that's okay. Ask them, hey, when am I at my best? When am I at my worst? Listen, if you're married, your spouse is going to tell you. Like, they, they know, they're going to know when you're at your best. They're going to know when you're at your worst. And be like, what am I thinking about? What kind of thoughts do I let run in my room? And you got power to pull wrong thoughts, and you got power with God's word to plant right thoughts. Can I get an amen? Thanks for listening to City Lift Church's podcast. Subscribe now to get new episodes each and every week. If you live in or are ever in the South Florida area, come visit us on Sundays at Northeast High School in Oakland Park. You can also visit our website at citylift.church and keep updated with us on Instagram by following us at City Lift Church.